Welcome to the Fearlessly Fit Faith Podcast with your host, Ariante, better known as Tay. This podcast is home of discipleship-style episodes to inspire women to steward their community and life well. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my friends. I am so glad that you are here listening to this podcast episode. So I have my hot chocolate and a mug that my mom got made for me, actually. And it has the new little logo that I put together for Fearlessly Fit Faith on it. And it's so fun to drink out of it. I'm just drinking a regular peppermint hot chocolate because I love peppermint. It's the best like if I want a syrup in my coffee or something and I'm going I'm at a coffee shop peppermint it's so good it's so good anyways today's episode I'm going to try and keep as linear as possible and I'm going to talk about year 25 I was 25 for a whole long year guys and I just want to talk about it because the Lord has just He's done so much. There's just been so much change that I didn't expect, but I'm so thankful for it. Like right now, it's still currently hard. I actually just got off the phone with my mentor and we were just like talking about things from this past week because, or like the past few weeks, because I haven't been home for a weekend and um, my like mind was just like totally exhausted and I'm like, okay, how do I navigate this? And like, I was just like, just feeling so like worn out and we just had like a good long talk about that and um I'm just really thankful for mentorship um so yeah I'm just thankful for her wisdom and just her discernment and how she relies on the Lord um anyways that was kind of a tangent but um yeah like there's still currently like so much change and still so much that the Lord is wanting to work out of me and like we're always in transition if you listen to this last podcast or the last podcast we talked about that we're always in transition if we're choosing to grow um if we're not choosing to grow and like we're just like wanting to stay comfortable like we will just stay the same and we might not be in like ever you know evolving transition Transition is good for us, like, even though it hurts so much sometimes. Um, So, yeah, I just, I want to talk about year 25 and just, like, everything that the Lord has done in this year. And I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. We know that I can ramble. But, like, really, I, I talked about a good bit of things in the quarter life crisis episode, but I didn't, like, I didn't share everything. And I feel like I'm more just, like, ready to just, like, lay it all out there and just... Yeah, so anyways, going back to this time last year, just before or just after I had turned 25, I just had this stirring that something was going to change in my life, and I just did not know what. Like, I did not know it was me. I did not know that I was the problem. I was the problem. Um, and man, I the, the first thing that I had begun to think about, um, which the Lord uses anything, but mostly like when it comes to like my spiritual life, I had just begun to think about like, Lord, like, how do I want to raise my children in the faith one day? Just like really like looking at the decline in faith among young adults and how when we get to college and kind of in those years after, we just kind of fall away. And like, for the most part, like that's because we didn't have good formation, you know, like, um, I kind of give this example of like, For a long time, like before the industrial age, 
kids were like at home and like their parents were teaching them and then the industrial age happens and then we have a public school system and you know parents begin to go separate ways during the day and like nobody's homeschooling the kids like the responsibility that the parents once had to raise and to educate their kids was given to a public school teacher um and i began to think of that in in lieu of the church and how um, in a lot of cases, like kids are just handed off to their youth minister or, um, you know, whatever, like young adults ministry, high school ministry, like whatever it is. And not saying that these things are bad. I just, I don't know. I think we could go about them in a different way. I'm in a season where I'm learning a lot about this. And so I was like, okay, like we've handed responsibility that should have been the parent's responsibility you know to like raise educate their kids <clears throat> help them like grow in their spirit spirituality like we've handed that off to somebody else and so like parents just no longer have that responsibility so like because they're not having to be a living example like kids don't really see that in their homes all the time and so they have to rely on that youth minister that youth pastor and this is a side tangent that I probably won't remember to say later, so I'm just going to say it now. But, like, in thinking about that, like, again, like, having the youth ministers, the young adult leaders, like, whatever, it's not bad. But, like, they shouldn't be, like, the source in which, like, a kid is getting all of their faith formation. Like, they should just be, like, an extra tool in a tool toolbox for a family. Like, the sole responsibility should be on the parents to raise their kids in the faith and all of that and so <laughs> that was like a three minute long tangent on like what really like began stirring in me and like how do I want to like raise my family in the faith one day and like what does this look like and just like looking at age segregation in the church and like how it's not really helping us and you know all of that and so <laughs> I could go so much deeper but we won't um and so I had just started to think about that and just like really ponder over it and I was like at this time, I was really invested in the church that I was going to, and um, there was going to be a new campus soon, and I was like, I had been going back and forth, like, do I really want to do this? And some months later, I did decide not to. But the other thing that was happening, like, right around the time of this, like, stirring, like, just, I was just unsettled and, like, just recognized that I was just unhappy and, like, Yes, I know that happiness is so fleeting. <laughs> it's so fleeting. And I do, like, I have deep joy of the Lord. But in happiness and all its fleetingness and circumstantial whatever, like, I had none of it. Like, I just, I was just doing things, you know? And <laughs> I, I realized that, like, yes, happiness is fleeting and it is circumstantial but it can also be an indicator of like hey like something is off like you're not like I don't know like you can be happy like there's nothing wrong with being happy like if we are only relying on circumstantial things to bring us happiness like that you know or like joy like we're, we're searching for joy we're all searching for joy if we're looking to happiness to bring us joy like we'll always be unsatisfied but knowing that I like had this deep joy of the Lord, but like also just something was missing and like recognizing like, hey, like it is okay to be happy, you know? I was recognizing that and I was just like, something is off. And so 
I remember probably about a month or so after I had turned 25, um, I was like floored. Like, it would just be so great to have a season of quietness to just, like, sit back and chill. And, like, I, I kind of talked about this in the last episode, too, so I'll try and make this part quick. Um, to just chill and, like, relax. And I was like, there's no way that this can happen because, you know, I'm an adult. I pay bills, you know. Like, I can't just, like, stop, you know, like... I don't know, like paying for all of my utilities and like a home and everything. And um, then through circumstances, I this is about November, um, my roommate decided two weeks from us supposed to be like moving into a new place that she just didn't want a room together anymore. And like that, that's fine. Like um, it did like it hurt because it was like, oh my gosh, like I just kind of like expected this and you know, you have like your expectation in your mind and it doesn't like play out in the way that you want it. And so I like was like, wow, like, okay. And so that is when I ended up staying with a friend of mine for a few months and the Lord answered my prayer. He answered my prayer for a season of stillness and I needed that season. So we're going to backtrack now. This was the whole roommate situation was about the end of November or like mid-November of 2022. Um, we're going to backtrack a little bit to like um, like September, October. And so I was just like expressing to my mentors just like the faith things that were going on. And um, they were like, hey, like you should just look into the Catholic Church. They're Catholic. They had never pressured me to before. Like obviously it was like an open conversation. Um, and... Like, it wasn't that, like, I had, you know, it wasn't that I, like, had to do it. And so, I was like, you know what? Like, I am just a person who just, I like to know things. And sometimes it gets me into a pickle. And sometimes it leads me into the greatest adventure of my life. And so, about September, I read the first book I ever read about just, like, Catholicism and, like, the church and everything. And it was called Rome Sweet Home by... Um, Scott Hahn, whom I just so appreciate so much. And so um, from about October to February, I did a lot of just like studying and deep diving of things and um, just like <laughs> spending so much time in theology and just like a little bit more background. Um, I don't, I haven't shared my testimony in a while, but I grew up in a non-denominational, kind of charismatic, Pentecostal church. It was it was a mixed bag, y'all. And I ended up not hearing the gospel until I got to college. That was at a Reformed Presbyterian church. I loved that church. So, so thankful because that is where I learned that community is so freaking important and so beautiful. And I just love the vulnerability of everybody there. It's also where I fell in love with liturgy, the liturgy of the church, and um, what else? I think that's kind of it. Um, and kind of like the order of worship and just the style of the Presbyterian church that I went to is very similar to a Catholic church. There are like doctrinal things that are different, of course, um, but yeah, so very similar. And so, I mean, in leaving college, I was like, I love that. Like, I kind of, like, want that again. But I just kind of continued on in the Reformed 
um, kind of way of thought, and I would have considered myself Reformed Baptist um, from, like, college up until this past year. And, um, yeah, so... It was October. I read my first book about the church, watched so many videos. Um, I will say, like, the two, the two, like, big things that stuck out or that I just, like, really had to spend a lot of time discerning and just, like, studying on um, was Mary because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, seems like Catholics worship Mary. And then the Eucharist, like, is Jesus, like, actually, like, body and blood there, you know, and, um, something really sweet is that for most of 2022, I, like, just had this deep hunger and desire to see and, like, be in the presence of the Lord, and I had no idea why, like, guys, I was literally waking up in the middle of the night, like, just, like, wanting Jesus, and I had, no idea why and I didn't know that he would use that to lead me into the church and so back to like Mary and the Eucharist um I'm not gonna like do a whole like deep dive but because those two things were like huge for me in particular um I've learned like no like there may be some people who worship Mary but that is not like tradition within the church um she's venerated so she's honored as mother of Jesus and then with the Eucharist you read John 6 and it like Jesus says eat my body and blood and like people literally turn away from him and there's so much more like on that scripture specifically and like looking back into the Old Testament to kind of clarify that and those were two things that I was like, I've, I've got to figure these out. And like, if these, like, if, if this is true, you know, like I, like this is, this is home. And like, that may seem so crazy, <laughs> but I was just, I was really comforted by the fact that like, I know that like I can continue for the rest of my life to um, search out and know the mysteries of the church. And like, I don't, um, I don't have to know it all now. Like the Lord is just asking me to trust him. And, and that was like the biggest like step of faith that I think I've ever taken in my life. And it has also been the greatest, like it has been such a healing journey. And so, um, around February is what I knew for sure. Like, I'm I'm gonna be entering the church. And so I was like, I need to get plugged into a class card RCIA. And I went through that class from early, maybe that was like mid-January I started, and I was like still kind of like, oh, like I don't know, you know. And so I went through that class. Also, um RCIA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. Um and so yeah, I went through that class and it just it goes through just, like, different, like, points in doctrine in the church. Um, and it's kind of, like, entry level. And, like, again, as I said earlier, I'm, like, I, I love to know things. So, like, for me, it was just kind of, like, things on the surface. But we're able to, like, ask questions. And my mentors are great also. So I was able to ask questions of them. Um, and while it was the greatest yes of my life, it was so 
agonizing because what the Lord really showed me in that season and kind of like few month long journey was that I really, I give man, I give humans too much credit or I look to them too much to like validate the choices that I make. And so I began to realize that it's kind of like a wound of, of mine to um, seek out validation or feel like I have to do what people expect of me or I need to over explain any decision that I make to people to like justify what I'm doing or any of that. And I, I realized that and I was like, oh, wow, like I've grown up doing this and um, it really like it, it did so much harm to my body because I was so exhausted and also just like dealing with so much insomnia. Um, but again, like during that time, like I was in such like a safe place with like my friends and, and when I say safe, I mean like a peaceful atmosphere where I could just like be myself, whatever, while I was staying with my friend and her family. And so it was nice to like be able to come back to like a ravine of sorts and just like hang out and, um, just like be at peace. Like the Lord knew like what I needed in that season. And like, I think now and I'm like, why do I doubt his faithfulness? Like seriously guys. Um, so yeah. And so a lot of time in this year has been spent like also just like digging into my wounds from like childhood and like why I act the way that I do and, um, you know, why I do feel like I need to overexplain myself or um, my constant doubt, you know, like it, it really takes a lot for me to just like lean into the Lord. And like I, when I was just talking to my mentor a few minutes ago, I was like, I had this realization that I'm most in control when I'm in my comfort zone. Like, because it's comfortable, you know, but if I'm stepping out, like literally, I was praying before the podcast and I was like, Lord, give me the words. Like, I just want to be able to like speak, you know, of all that you've done for me in this year. And um, I, I just thought like, oh my gosh, like this, like sitting down and doing this is like a step out of my comfort zone for me because I don't have a plan with the podcast right now. I just don't. And it's like, okay, like this is a little step you know, and it's huge, you know, it's, it's a little huge step and I'm thankful for that. And so I've just like, I've worked through so much in this year and, um, I, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but just like a lot of change with like my health and cause I mentioned before, like the bad period that I had in August of last year and then I had food poisoning at the same time that kind of like woke me up and it was like wow like something is just like wrong in your body you know and just like realizing that when we don't deal with like trauma like little t trauma for me like nothing like major um when we don't deal with that like it stays in our nervous system you know and like if we like again if we don't deal with it it just it stays there and it's like it's stuck unless we like find a way to like manage it and just like really like sit with our emotions and our story and the lord has helped me so much to sit with my story in this year and you know um 
I've talked about this like in episodes past, like so long ago, I think. Um, just like with my dad's deployment and stuff like that. And like just, um, you know, like having a father is like so important. But like during vital years of my life, um, you know, he was away on deployment. And so it's like, how did that affect me? And again, like I don't, like I don't regret that. Like I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for each and every soldier, you know, that goes and does such important things for our country. Um, but it did, like it did have an effect on me. And like, how do I deal with that? You know, like it's part of how I respond to the Lord. So like dealing with things like that, but then also there was just like a lot of pruning in relationships. And honestly, it wasn't pruning. It just kind of like a falling away. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad or like a negative way, but just like recognizing um, the ease of circumstantial relationships. And it's like, man, like, I don't know. I mm. <laughs> just like in separating myself from my old church, it was like, I, okay, I like hung out with a lot of these people just because I saw them so often. It wasn't that we had like real, like rooted relationships. And I just spent a lot of time like thinking about that. And it's like, well, what do I like actually want in relationships with people? Like, what does that look like? And not that circumstantial relationships are bad. Like, it's good to have just like people that you do like random things with, but it's like, I want something so much deeper. And um, I was actually just talking about that after church this past or before, what well, it doesn't matter. And I was like, I just like people who are, have purpose and like are running I'm like that is what I want who are enduring and like knowing that they're just like chasing after the Lord and like what he has for them and just also recognizing that that starts with me and so there's just been like a lot of like relationship changes and like through that as well just like discerning you know who and I don't say this in a negative way, but like, who is it that will go to like the next season of my life with me? Because I also had this like realization this past week of like some people, and again, like not in a negative way, like I with so much kindness, some people don't have the capacity to run alongside you in the race that the Lord has given you. And that's okay. Like, that is okay. And again, because I was people pleasing and living to the expectations of man and kind of what doing things to like fit in, not that I like realized it, like, it's like, and none of it was bad. I'm like, I'm doing good things, you know, but because I was doing it to be seen and like understood again, not a bad thing. Um, like the people that I, I thought had the capacity to run with me actually didn't. And I was missing out on the great that the Lord had and like the people who do have the capacity to run my race with me. And I just have so many thoughts about this. I just, mm, I'll just, I'll cap that there. Maybe I'll like come back and talk about that because it's honestly been such a fresh thought. Like discernment is so important in the people um, who you allow to like speak into your life. Like if I've learned nothing else, it's, it's that. And um, 
I mentioned this in the podcast, um, the most previous podcast on transition with Molly, um, but like, and I, I heard this from another podcast, so it's not my quote, um, but when discernment becomes miserable, like we're thinking too much about ourselves and it does become like a pride and an ego thing. And so, yeah, so like, I don't know, like discernment. It can be hard, like, as a new believer or, like, when we have too much ego and too much pride. And um, so, like, we just have to give ourselves grace. And it is so hard for me to do this, but I've had to learn to give myself grace, you know, for choosing the good thing over the great thing or just, like, choosing the path um, that was easy and comfortable over the path that I knew the Lord had for me, which... It's not easy, and, like, it, it it comes with so much pioneering and, like, so much, like, reliance on the Lord in my part, and so, yeah, um, and then there's just been so many shifts in identity, so, um, just, like, a shedding of a wounded ego, I, like, I, it's so easy for me to, like, pity myself or, um, just like be down, you know, and cause it's like, Oh, like I really wanted that thing. And like, I'm not having it, you know? And it's like, no, like do not pity yourself. Like pick yourself up. Like obviously the Lord has something better or he wants to do something different in you. Or like, this is an opportunity for you to learn something new and to become stronger. Like these, like these words that I'm saying right now is like actually what I need to hear right now. Um, and so Along with that, I just had so much shame because I did choose to take the, like, easier, comfier route. And um, I really thought about that a lot. And I let it keep me from moving forward for a few months this year through 2023. And, um, yeah, like, that was that was hard also. And so... Um, Honestly, I think that is all that I wanted to say. This is my birthday episode because I just like, I wanted to hop on and talk. And like, also just, I think I just really wanted to share that like, I became Catholic in this year and it's just been such a sweet journey. And I don't know, I didn't like explicitly say it on Instagram, but I did post after the Easter vigil and the Lord is just so kind. He's so kind and... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. Um, I've changed a lot in this year, a lot, and I could cry. I'm just so, I'm just so thankful. He's so good. He's so stinking good. I am just more comfortable in like who I am as a human being. Um, I don't know if I could have more joy, but I have more. <laughs> like, how sweet is he? Um, I am more vulnerable and just like honest with myself, with the Lord, with friends. Um, and it has like actually helped a lot in like meeting new people and in like sharing my story. Cause it's like, this is just like who I am, you know, like take it or leave it. Um, and yeah, it's just been a sweet journey. Like this year was not easy in the slightest. And um, 
I didn't expect much of what happened this year. Oh, this is kind of the last thing that I'll say. So I, a month ago now, I took a job at my parish as youth minister. And so I was kind of saying at the beginning of how, you know, youth ministers, young adult ministers, whatever, you know, like we're a tool in the toolbox for parents. And that is strictly my view when it comes to like being a youth minister for middle schoolers. Um, and I like, I just want to help equip the parents like, hey, you can do this. Like they are your responsibility. And like, thankfully, like we just have, uh, I just, I love seeing like families like sitting in mass together and just like, uh, it's, it's just so beautiful. And yeah. There's so much more that I could talk about. Um, okay, I, I just said that being the youth minister part was the last thing I was going to say, but this is actually the last thing. Around February, I just felt the Lord like put on my heart that like I am to be like an intersection of sorts for Protestants and Catholics. And um when I first like discerned that from the Lord, I was like, Lord, this is real hard. And I just, I don't want to do it because people are so mean and so negative on both sides, on both sides. And I just, I'm like, I wish we weren't like that. I wish we didn't do that. I wish we could sit down and have conversations with people and be able to disagree and still love one another. Like with literally anything, like politics you know like how we'll raise our kids you know that kind of stuff you know just like everything we're just unable to do that as a culture and it makes me really sad and so he's given me that burden and I will gladly take it and I can't wait to see what he does in and through me and yeah all of that um yeah so this is actually the end Today is my birthday. Happy birthday to me. You are listening to this on my birthday. If you're listening on July 20th, 2023, I turned 26 today and it's a joyous day. Um, <laughs> so I hope you're having a great day whenever you are listening to this. Um, yeah, I don't, I just rambled for 30 minutes, but <laughs> okay. Enjoy. Bye. Friend, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today. If so, I would love it if you left a rating and a review on whatever podcast streaming service that you use and shared it on social media with your friends, maybe sharing a quote that you got from the episode and just what the Lord is teaching you throughout it. I pray that you have a great and blessed week.